0: Hey, everyone. We're taking this week off. Since it's January 20th, we're re-releasing episode 20,
1: The Unsolved Case of the Lost Girls of Panama, an episode that still keeps us up at night. After checking out this throwback episode, you can head over to our Patreon for some bonus content, like our monthly mini mix mixed bags, and our wheel segments, where we spin an actual game show wheel to determine what we're going to talk about. We think you're gonna love it. Thanks so much for
0: listening, and keep it creepy. Two friends, a world away from home. 90 mysterious photographs. What started out as a fun trip to learn Spanish and help some kids in need turned into a nightmare. They say a picture is worth a 1,000 words, but all these girls left behind were questions. This week's topic is The Lost Girls of Panama. Up in the night, your heart fills with dread.
1: Uh, well, that's not true. true. I do like hiking, to an extent. Here's my thing: hiking's walking, yeah, in a uh, not
0: a great terrain. Probably hot. I went hiking in a Starved Rock in Illinois. Why? What's that? It's just a bunch of rocks. <laughs> was it pretty? Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. It was fall. I guess the leaves oh, were that's falling. Nice the weather was all right, but it's Lee. My my wife, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> How's she doing, by the way? She's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> she's great. Uh, she's drawing a lot of mandalas now. Like mandala, oh, like, I love those. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna sell them, I think, and do like t-shirts and, nice. and stickers and stuff. But she loves to hike and travel, and she went to Peru by herself. Saw so by we, herself. Oh yeah. Shit, when that's we, brave. <laughs> and we were at brunch, and I was telling her about the story, and she's like, "Stop it! You're gonna make me not want to go to South America well, anymore." And I said, so, "Maybe, a, yeah. yeah, maybe that's the reason
1: why I'm telling maybe. you this." Maybe you, as a single woman, should not travel around Peru by yourself. Hey, she survived. She lived to tell the tale. That's about true. It, but I she, mean, most do. I think this is a an anomaly, an an unfortunate anomaly. But
0: yeah, she uh, she loves to hike. She hiked all over Colorado. That's when she lived in Colorado, and she's like, it's just you you can't get enough of it. Like once you yeah. start and you you start getting up higher, and you want to just keep going.
1: And but is she like? Like extreme hiking where she has equipment. And... Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, she has like the right boots and okay. the, the pack and all that stuff. And... See,
1: because when we went on our honeymoon and we went to Big Sur, we, I'll say maybe kind of hiked, but it was really just uh, walking around Off-road walking. Forest. <laughs> yeah, off-road walking is a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 I did almost fall down a small hill, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But I was also very high.
0: <laughs> you high? You high hiked? I, I, I yeah. high hiked. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I felt like I was on the set of the Lord of the Rings because everything was like just green and lush and beautiful. And like the tree huge. talks to me and yeah. tells secrets. Well, and everything's so b- the trees are huge, so you mm-hmm. just feel this like little dwarf running around. Look, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I now know you know what's funny though, I've never seen any of those movies.
0: You've never seen Lord of the Rings? Not one. But you lived to Lord. You, of but rings. I lived to tell
1: the tell of, of the Lord of the Rings. I got
0: kicked out of Return of the King, uh, opening night, midnight showing Nice. Uh, because I fell asleep and snored so loudly <laughs> that there were <laughs> complaints. Was it boring
1: or were you just tired? Both
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, went, I think I went complaints. I think I went to like impress a guy at the uh, time. I have to look. You sure did that, I bet. Well, I had to look at what Year that movie came out to figure out which guy, although I think I have a pretty good suspicion he looked like he belonged in one of those movies.
1: Um, neck beard, like
0: he'd be, yeah, like he'd be carrying an axe. But mm-hmm. uh, I fell asleep loudly and just snored and snored and snored. And uh, was ma'am, 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 <laughs> ma'am, could you? I also got thrown out of the end of the dark night. Oh, because I yelled at the, the probably the same guy we were dating and he we argued about if the scarecrow was in that movie or not. And I yelled at him
1: in the middle of the movie, at the
0: end of the movie, it was during the credits. <laughs> He, he said to calm down, which is step oh, one to get me to just scream no. directly Don't in your face. Don't tell me to calm down. If you say calm down or, or stop crying, stop yelling, or calm down, yeah. you will get the opposite.
1: Or lay off. Oh. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the lay off will get you choked. Flames, flames on the side of my face. Have you seen Clue? Yes. Don't, we, don't, yes. we don't quote Clue a lot, but Clue is it's so one of my good. favorite movies. It's yeah. a red herring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Clue's a good one. Yeah.
0: It has uh, uh, Madeline Kahn. Great Kong. cast. Yeah. Love her so much. She's, uh,
1: she's fantastic. She's the one I was just quoting. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. White. Well, man. I'm Christy. I'm Heather. This is... I'm finally... I'm so glad we're finally doing this, because when we first started the podcast... Like, just a few days in, I ran across this story one night, and I was up for hours reading about this, because I'd never heard about it, and it just has so many twists and turns and unanswered questions. It's It's nuts. It's very, it's, and it's one of those things that could happen to anybody, which that's the kind of stuff that scares me the most, because we could easily just be hiking around Panama and get lost, and then this is... Yeah, oh, It's, it's
0: not anything, like, outrageous. No, exactly. And I, I mean, I do like one of the guides is quoted as saying, like, oh, yeah, people get lost up there all the time. Yeah. He's just like, 99% of the time, they just wander back yeah, down. Or yeah. like, we go, okay, it's been this many minutes. They were only going to this place. Let's go send somebody, and we'll find yeah. them in, like, a couple hours. And I
1: have such bad sense of direction that I'm honestly surprised I haven't been lost in a forest Yeah, <laughs> at, at this point in my life. I can't. Or I just mean, uh, in a mall. Like, I'm lost in a mall for... Hours. Days. And yeah, they you find have, me. You always my... got
0: landmarks, man. Like, that's, that's the, the, the American that's Eagle. What,
1: that's what these two girls did. If I was
0: lost in the forest, I'd be like Michael Scott, where he like rips his pants off <laughs> and then makes a hat. <laughs>
1: when he's been gone for like <laughs> just a few hours. Yes.
0: And he's like, <laughs> well, I'm out in the forest alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. Oh man. So this, today we're covering the lost girls of Panama, also yes. known as the two Dutch hikers who went missing in 20... 14, 14, so not so long ago.
1: No, not so long ago. Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froon are the two girls that we're talking about.
0: Couple of best friends. Yes,
1: so Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froon first met while working part-time at a cafe in Amersfoot. Both were students and became fast friends and eventually roommates. Chris was known as the outgoing and creative one. She was an amateur actress and planned on attending graduate school to study art history after their trip to Panama. Lisanne was the athletic one. She was an accomplished volleyball player and enjoyed extreme sports like skydiving and mountain climbing. She also had an introspective side. She had majored in applied psychology and was a budding amateur photographer. The friends made a good team and complemented each other well.
0: They were a couple of buddies going on a fun adventure.
1: And what could go wrong? And weeks. <laughs> well, a lot <laughs> on March 15th, 2014. Chris, 21 and LaSan, 22 arrived in Panama for a six week vacation. Their plan was to learn Spanish and volunteer at the local school helping children. Do you know Spanish? I know enough to. Kind of get me by. Yeah. But not fluent by any means Necessary. I wish I knew it really well. I know
0: what I like to call Selena Spanish, mm-hmm. which is every single lyric of every single <laughs> Selena song in Spanish. So
1: you can and communicate I, in a, in love ballads. Yeah, just <laughs> complete love ballads or,
0: like, get up and let's party kind of songs. Yeah. And, and I can I can speak Spanish enough to, like, help someone out or if I was lost yeah. or something, like, get help. Some guy at the post office yelled at a man... So it was like a guy who couldn't speak English and he oh. was trying to get a package and this like old man behind me was like, well, you should speak English uh, if you live in America. And I turned around and I said, I bet he was an old white man. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, and he looked, his face looked like a rubber mask from the Phil Collins land of confusion or whatever, land of illusion video. <laughs> Have you seen that music video? <laughs> No. Anyway, he's an old rubber mask face guy.
1: That sounds scary, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's one of... That in the Leprechaun movie traumatized me as a child. Is the,
1: Look up... I'll put a link in the show notes. Of the What's film. that movie with... Oh, man. Ugh, not Chevy Chase. Who is in it? It's like they... Their car breaks down and they get stopped at this thing. And these, like, creepy twins work there. And there's this judge that is their dad. And he looks all... He has this, like, fake leather nose... Man, that was a terrible description of this Are you movie. thinking
0: of Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme? No. <laughs> have you ever seen that? No. <laughs> it's a 1990s made for TV movie starring Shelley Long. Long? Nope. Yep. Yeah, Long. I
1: have heard of that. Shelley that Long and it. some
0: guy is the guy named Gordon Goose and he's Mother Goose's son and Mother Goose is stolen from Rhymeland. so all the Rhymes which are the subjects of the rhymes start to disappear. Oh, no. And all the rhymes are played by really famous people, like Ben Vereen plays the itsy-bitsy spider, I think. I remember this. And uh, uh, what's-her-face? Cindy Lauper plays um, one of them. Anyway, it's an all-star cast. Paul Simon plays Simple Simon. I the say stray cats that. are in it. Bobby Brown. Anyway, I remember, remember this. <laughs> I I probably
1: saw it. I kind of remember it. I The whole thing's will, available on YouTube. I will find like all great movies i will find out the name of this movie someone listening to this when i just just described it knew exactly what i was talking about stop the show what were we talking about they tried
0: to learn spanish and help kids that's right and we selfishly talked about ourselves i know oh anyway long story short post office guy turned around and said uh maybe you should learn spanish because it seems to save off dementia which i believe you've got a little bit of
1: you said that yeah nice yeah
0: that's, that what did he say to that he was like uh, uh, mm, uh. well in Europe everybody <laughs> speaks the language of the country they're in I said well not really because like if you're in Switzerland they speak French and yeah. English and German and he was like you
1: uh. idiot <laughs> like, gotcha yeah what is... I'm glad just I'm don't glad open you your mouth
0: that. or I'm gonna say something Ex- as you should more people should and lucky for him he didn't say calm down because so he didn't mm. get slapped or layoff. off <laughs> I'm gonna hear lay hey, lady Lay off.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough one. So Lisanne and Chris tried to go to learn they Spanish. They were trying to be good Samaritans, and it ended up turning and into a nightmare for they them. They planned on volunteering, right? Yeah, volunteering at the local school, helping children. It was also a reward for Lisanne, who had recently graduated from college. For two weeks, the best friends toured Panama before arriving in Boquette on March 29th. Here they had a local family that would be hosting them for the next month. Around 10 a.m. on April 1st, 2014, Chris and Lissanne, along with their host family dog Blue, set out on what was expected to be an afternoon hike to the forest surrounding the Baru volcano and the Continental Divide. They said it's an active volcano. These people Mm -hmm. live next to an active volcano. And listen Lissanne
0: and Chris got there a week early. And and they said that the lady that the owned the school was kind of mean, was very rude to them. Yeah, it's like just put him to work, lady.
1: They she, said no. To help.
0: Maybe you should go for a hike then. Isn't mm. that crazy? Again, we talk about this all the time. The like, la- like the small sliver of nothingness yeah. that stops you from ultimate yeah. your ultimate demise. Exactly. Spoiler if, alert.
1: If they had not been early, then this probably would have never happened. Yeah, what if they'd And the know? school's the one that screwed up. Yeah, and told them the wrong dates. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was their fault. and A typo. Anyways, God, Change. a typo. It's, yeah, that stuff, life. that stuff keeps me up at night. Uh-uh. Well, it was a sunny day, and the women were dressed in light clothing and had one shared backpack between them that contained a few items. They posted on Facebook that they were going to walk around Boquette and were supposedly seen having brunch with two young dutchmen at a local restaurant later that night the host family became worried when their dog returned home but chris and lisanne did not lisanne's parents had also stopped receiving texts from her which was unusual as both girls kept in contact with their families daily if what it sounds like
0: Le- elisa lamb and also me Yes, <laughs> also well, Heather. I mean, like you. I really am. Like I, I I'm going to this place. Yeah. I'm leaving this place. Yeah, you
1: have. What is it? I find my friends. Yeah, yeah. Leanne knows where I'm at at all times. Yeah. Because all. you're going to stumble into a Panamanian jungle and it no also, one's ever going to hear from you. Well, it again. also
0: helps if uh, you ha- are, like, going to make a bad choice and you tell your friend, like, I'm going to make a bad choice. And your friend goes, don't make that bad choice. You go, okay, I won't. And then you go and she <laughs> texts you
1: and goes, I see what bar you're at right yeah. now. And I'm like, shut up. Exactly. Stop judging me. <laughs> it keeps you accountable. keeps me very accountable. Well, the next morning on April 2nd, when the women didn't show up for a scheduled meeting they had with a local guide... Concerns that something terrible had happened grew. The following day, on April third, local residents of Boquette began searching Baru National Park, where the volcano was located, and the surrounding forest.
0: They said, like I said, lots of people. Well, this town is—they call it like the little Switzerland mm-hmm. or like the little Alps because it's so beautiful. It looks like the Swiss Alps, and a ton of expats live there. Mm-hmm. And they figure, and it's a lot of tourists. And they, the expats, kind of run these tourists things. Mm-hmm. And they realize, okay, well, this person's not from here. They've gone missing. Let's go search for them. And like they said, nine times out of ten they'd bring somebody right. back. Right.
1: Because they know these forests like the back of their hands. Yes. And
0: and, and it's the La Pianista trail is yes. like pretty well traversed and pretty clear of like where you should stay because it looks like a piano keyboard. Yes. La Pianista. La Pianista. And... Pianista it, means piano player.
1: It, oh. well, So you do know Spain. do. <laughs> and at the top is where the Continental Divide is. So yes. on one side is... Pianista and Boquette, and then on the other side is where shit gets wild. You're
0: not supposed to go down that You're side. You're not
1: supposed to go over well, there. Well, because
0: the Continental Divide, I had to look it up, is where the rivers run in two different directions. Like, the western side, it runs to the Pacific Ocean, and then the eastern side, it runs to the Caribbean Ocean. Oh, wow. So that's literally, like, the continent is split, yeah. and that's where the, the forest water runs yeah, through the Yeah, and ocean. it's a...
1: Crazy ecosystem, too. Oh, yeah.
0: And they, I mean, from April to October, it'll rain and rain mm-hmm. and flood. They said you could get muds up to knee deep yeah. when you're trying to walk down some of these trails so, that I are mean, not the Pianista yeah, yeah, you're just going to get stuck.
1: Yeah. So on April 6th, four days after the women were reported missing, Cenaproc, which is Panama's FEMA like National Service for Civil Protection, decided to get involved.
0: Oh, good. The yeah, government. Finally. I mean, you want help, but also if it's anything like our FEMA. Yeah,
1: then they're going to fuck this up royally. It's
0: just a lot of bureaucratic red tape. spoiler alert, they do. Yeah, it's just a lot of red tape. Exactly.
1: According to the locals of Boquette, Proc initially assumed that Chris and LaSanne were out partying and didn't think their involvement was necessary. However, once they did get involved, they refused to allow the locals to aid in the search, even though they knew the area inside and out. On the same day, parents of both Chris and Lisanne arrived in Panama from the Netherlands, along with the Dutch police, dog units, and detectives. The parents were also offering a $30,000 reward for their daughter's return. So, yeah, why would you say, oh, the people that live here know this area back and forth and rescue people all the time. Stay at home. Do guided tours daily. No, we don't need your help. Even though it's been four days since they went missing and it's already a dire situation. We, we got this under control. Now. They
0: interviewed a lady who's her new her job's like security director, which was created after this incident because of this. Yeah, yeah. because of this incident. And her quote was, "Uh, well, uh, we uh, yes, I, I'll concede that mm-hmm. we, we needed some assistance at the beginning and, and we turned it down. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you conceded that
1: you screwed up. Her name, Lucia Espinoza. Mm hmm. And she said the search was hindered because no one knew where to begin looking. <laughs> Other than a Facebook post saying they were going to walk around Boquette, the two students had left no note or told anyone where they were going. Hmm. You gotta leave a note, guys. Always. That's why. You always, <laughs> always leave, leave a, a note. note. <laughs> yes. But you do have to. And, really? And- especially if you're in a foreign country and you don't know anybody and the one person you do know is also with you? You,
0: That's it. You've got to tell somebody. Leanne went to Maui and one of the places she was going to stay was an Airbnb that was like on this boat. Mm -hmm. And I was like that's a murder boat. (laughs) And she was like that'll be fine and I'm like that's a murder boat. until you get murdered and it's not. (laughs) On a murder boat. And so she (laughs) took a picture of the boat the back of the boat, the guy that was on the boat with her the Airbnb listing. I mean she sent me all this evidence and was like I turned her location on all night so I could literally like wake up in the night and like look where she's at. But it's, that sounds paranoid.
1: And here's the thing I wish we lived in a world where you didn't have to do that. Exactly. Wouldn't that be nice? If we lived in a world where that wasn't necessary, it wouldn't have been invented. Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. After 10 days of searching the dense forest with dogs, helicopters, and ground teams, nothing was found, and Cineproc halted their efforts. The Dutch team tried to continue the search, but heavy rains made it impossible, and they also had to call it off.
0: Well, it makes sense, because if you bring, like, sniffing dogs, and there's a bunch yeah. of rain runoff, they're there's not going to There's nothing gonna, for, they for them to pick
1: anything. up. Plus, it becomes, at some point, too dangerous for you to even look. Yeah. Or you can't—I know, like, a lot of the, the ravines were so overrun, or the hills were so muddy, they couldn't even like, get to where them. they were. Yeah, yeah. It, they just couldn't do it. Well, locals, and more importantly, the families and friends of the two missing women, were all left wondering what had happened, were they still alive, where could they be, and would they ever see them again? Ten weeks later, in mid-June, a woman from the indigenous Nagobi tribe discovered LaSanne's blue backpack while tending to her rice paddy in her village of Alto Romero, in the Boco del Toros region, about 12 hours by foot from the Continental Divide. She said she was sure it had not been there the day before.
0: Suspicious. Mm-hmm. And it was dry on a riverbank.
1: Mm-hmm. And after having been in the river for 10 weeks. Supposedly. Supposedly. Or was it? The backpack contained two pairs of sunglasses, $83 in cash, LaSanne's passport. A water bottle, Lasanne's camera, two bras, and both Chris and Lasan's phones. All the contents were dry and in good condition. Seems
0: interesting very
1: interesting. The discovery of the backpack prompted a renewed search, and by the end of August, the Nagobi tribe had helped authorities locate thirty three skeletal fragments that had been linked to the missing women through DNA test twenty eight of these were small metatarsals of Lasanne's left foot that had been found still in its boot and sock behind a tree near the river.
0: That is a very odd thing to me.
1: It's actually very common from what I read. To just find a single foot? Yes, because when, especially in this environment where it's so humid, The first thing to detach from the body are the limbs and the joints around the foot specifically are so like loose that it's apparently extremely common for that for in like hiking situations. These poor Nagobi people just walking around finding feet. (laughs) They're finding a lot of stuff. The Nagobi people.
0: They're like, got another one. I
1: read that they and when we get into like the tragedy that befell them. The same thing happens to the Nagobi people all the time, and yeah. it's not even reported because they're like, one, it happens so often; mm-hmm. two, the authorities don't give a shit, and they're not going to do anything. True. So, I mean, they just live out there in their like huts and sheds and stuff, and kind of just keep to themselves, and yeah. probably help an, uh, a tourist or two when yeah. they come.
0: Through getting lost. Come
1: through and they don't know where the hell they're They're going. They're like, we're going to
0: help you get back to town because we don't want to find your left hand later. Exactly. Go back Or be accused
1: of uh, trying to murder you because we're trying to help out the police. The discovery of both women's phones helped investigators piece together a timeline of what may have happened. However, some of the discoveries brought up even more questions. Mm -hmm. Phone records indicate that 77 calls... To 112, which is the Netherlands equivalent of 911, and 911, which was the emergency number for Panama, had been made. The first 112 attempt was made by Chris's phone at 9.39 p.m. on April 1st.
0: I'm not saying that Mark Zuckerberg is right that there should be internet everywhere, but Mark Zuckerberg is right (laughs) and there there should should be be internet internet everywhere. everywhere. And if there were drones flying in the jungle zap an internet down, you get the Wi-Fi, get connected, sponsored by Facebook, whatever. They're going to look at what you're doing and sell your right. data. But...
1: But do you think it would even work? Because you can check in. The the forest, they call it the clouded forest because the top, you couldn't even like see out a lot of it because mm-hmm. the trees were just like a blanket. Uh, I uh, feel like
0: Zuck would get it in there.
1: <laughs> Zuck will get it in. He'll get it in there. Yeah. You could
0: slip that drone down in there. Mm-hmm. I, f- I mean, there's there's got to be a way... Although I mean the Nagobi people, maybe they don't want that around. True. Or maybe it's not useful to them. They can just ignore it. But yeah, stick up some cell phone antennas yeah. out there.
1: What is what's the problem? Especially when it's. I mean, after this case and then some others too. Maybe maybe they have by now. I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems like it'd be in their best interest to to do that. Even if it
0: was just one or two, like that can only be accessed when the phone's like in emergency, like SOS mm-hmm. mode.
1: But still, it would get an SOS signal. Yeah. Another attempt was made by LaSanne's phone at 9.51 p.m. This would indicate that something went wrong not long after the girls set out on their hike. That's so, true.
0: That that evening, they were already yeah, calling Yeah, they left
1: around ten eleven a.m. that morning. Authorities said it was a sunny day, and if all had gone well, they would have been headed back into town around 1 p.m.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's about three hours up the mountain and mm-hmm. back.
1: Um, and then when we get to the camera... The timestamps show that everything was fine. And then a few hours later is when these calls to 911 and 112 start going out. Something happened. So very quickly, something went wrong. On the first day. On the first day. Over the next few days, the women would turn their phones on around the same time each day to check for a signal or attempt to connect to 112 or 911. Unfortunately, due to the dense forest ceiling, they had no reception. Records do show one attempt to 911 connected for one second, Ugh. but was then lost. Can you fucking imagine how hopeful you are for that? When you see and that like, go oh. through, and it says like zero one <sighs> counting up to one and then it shuts down. I just, I just imagine you're like, we have phones. How can this be happening? Yeah. We have the one thing that connects us to everyone mm-hmm. that is supposed to keep us safe and there's nothing you can do. Are there even?
0: There's not even really maps of this region.
1: Well, where they should have stayed. Should have stayed. I believe there are. Yes. Where... The
0: Pianista is mapped, and it's, like, it's uh, maintained by the National Park Service of Panama. Exactly. But the other side, after you get to the Mirador, which is, like, the lookout point, Mm -hmm. if you go back down the way you came, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you go over this other side of the Continental Divide, that's, like, totally Nagobi tribe area. Indigenous tribes. And there's no... The government has no... No. Control over it. No. And And they don't maintain any...
1: They don't patrol it. It's not
0: patrolled. They don't... And the bridges are... The monkey bridges, they call them. That's Mm -hmm. totally... Built and maintained, I guess, by the Nagobi, yeah. But they say they, don't, they only use those like in emergency because yeah.
1: they're, they're so dangerous. They're very dangerous. Yeah. On April 5th, both phones were turned on to check for a signal. However, Lisanne's phone was turned off at 5.56 p.m. and had no further activity after that. Between April 6th and 7th, multiple attempts were made to unlock the pin on Chris's phone. For the next few days, there was no activity. Then on April 11th, after another unsuccessful PIN attempt was made, Chris's phone was switched off at 11.56 p.m. and wouldn't be turned on again. So this brings up some questions. Had Chris died at this point and Lisanne was trying to guess her PIN Mm -hmm. to get into her phone to call for help? Did a third party have their phones?
0: True friends have each other's PIN numbers, so... Mm.
1: Does your wife have yours? Yes, and I have hers. <laughs> Tommy actually we we both have uh the finger swipe pen stuff.
0: Oh like your fingers on his No, phone?
1: no, it's not it doesn't have to be your fingerprint. It's just like a design you draw. Oh okay. it's not numbers. Like
0: a like a a U shape exactly, or something or a exactly. star or something.
1: Yeah. And I know he knows mine because it never changes, but some I, I don't know if I know it. I could probably figure it out. Yeah. But and if it was numbers I could probably figure it out. But it's the letter C. Man, and you it, imagine how many attempts she starts making. You would think at some point you'd you'd figure it out. Well, I mean, you don't know. But she didn't.
0: Or it was some stranger.
1: Yeah. Or or that's the other theory.
0: Oh, did they check for fingerprints?
1: <sighs> we'll get to that because <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Nope. Well, well they th- did,
0: but they just didn't compare it exactly. To
1: but they didn't have anything to no. compare it to. While the cell phones helped piece together some clues, the pictures recovered from LaSanne's camera revealed even more. Over 100 photos were recovered. The first dozen or so are normal. The friends taking selfies on top of The Divide at the Lemire door that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Chris enjoying the beautiful surroundings because... Lisanne was taking most of the pictures, so she wasn't in a ton of them. It's like her in front of her. Yes, Chris would be walking around, enjoying the beautiful scenery. There's no third party visible in any of these, and the women seem to be enjoying themselves. Then things start to get strange. The last few shots of the day show the women following an indigenous trail down the opposite side of the Divide. This is where we're talking about that you're not supposed to go. This is the no-no zone. Geographical features near a stream bed visible in the photos place them about an hour away from the top of the divide, heading downhill away from Boquette. These photos suggest that they had wandered off onto a network of trails not maintained by rangers or guides. These trails are not meant for tourists and are used exclusively by the Nagobi tribe. Since this has happened, they've placed a sign at it's the like, top of the hey, mirror door that's like trail stops here. Turn around. Turn around. Much like go back. McDaniel. You know? Don't don't go past the sign, you guys. That
0: says stop. If a sign tells you to stop Just listen to it. Listen
1: to the sign. It's trying. And but it didn't this wasn't there when they went missing. Yeah. No. So these unnamed trails can be treacherous when it rains, with mud reaching knee high, like you said, and paths that are so steep you have to crab walk down them on all fours. At some points the ravines are so steep the only way to cross is by walking across notoriously unstable rope bridges. No or monkey bridges as they're referred to. It's so scary. Chris and Lisanne were not dressed to hike in this type of environment and had only a few supplies. So one would ask, why would they have done this? Uh-uh. Certified forensic photo analyst Keith Rosensall says they may have already been lost at this point and that they were taking these pictures to document where they had already been in hopes of not walking in circles. The That's last, true. Yeah. I mean, that's smart, too. Because you'd be like, we've already been here. They're very smart and resourceful, as we will see. The last image taken of Chris's face shows her turning back to the camera as she crosses a stream bed.
0: She doesn't look super happy in that picture.
1: Her expression here is different than in all the other pictures. She does not appear happy, although it's unclear why. Timestamps on the photos show that on April 8th, between 1 to 4 a.m., 90 flash photos were taken just seconds apart, probably enough time for the camera to reset itself. And then another one was immediately taken. This means that at least one of the women had somehow been surviving in the jungle for a week.
0: That's crazy. Because they
1: went missing on April 1st.
0: And the jungle survivalist guy that was interviewed... For this uh, case, was saying that most people don't last past seven days, mm-hmm. and if, if they only had so much water, and they would have to drink like river water, but there's like amoebic dysentery oh, yeah. in it. So then you get like diarrhea, and then you get really dehydrated, and You're then weak. you sh- you start to go nuts yeah. too. Like you start yeah. losing it. So,
1: as we all know, I'm watching a ton of Survivor right now. <laughs> And one of the very <laughs> first things they have to do is make fire so they can boil the water because oh, yeah. the water is not Funky. drinkable. No. You ha- I mean, any water that's out in the wilderness, don't, unless it's from like the top of a stream in the Alps, maybe that's okay. But animals bathe in there, they shit in there, things die in there, mm-hmm. it's stagnant. There's just all sorts of disease mm-hmm. and you get desperate where you're just like dying and so dehydrated, but... It ends up making it way worse when you give in to that. Do you feel like now that you've watched so much Survivor, you could survive? I honestly, last night, was watching it and was like, I kind of want to be on this show. (laughs) But then today I was like, what am I? Who am I kidding? What am I thinking? I can't even stand walking around my backyard barefoot. There's no way I would be able... To do it. what would kill me or the other people? Yeah,
0: that's true. I would, it's not just like you surviving. No,
1: it would drive me. Like I always say when watching it, I would want to go to Exile Island because I would want to be by myself and get away from the assholes. You'd like do
0: something horrible so you yeah, get thrown out. Exactly,
1: probably so. <laughs> also, I can't eat gross shit. And they always have to do a challenge where they have to eat gross shit. So I'd probably no, I'm not lose to immunity for my tribe and get voted out on, no, on that one. I'm not going to eat some gross stuff. No. George Reese, forensic imaging analyst, says all the images taken during this time are shot from virtually the same spot with the point of reference changing just a few feet. Because of this, he dismisses the speculation that the women were trying to use the flash as a light source Which is what some believe.
0: Like trying to get down the trail further. Exactly. Because it's
1: one, sometime between 1 and 4 a.m., it's pitch black. It's pouring down rain. In the jungle. And then, I mean, if they were using it as a light source, again, that's very resourceful and smart. Mm -hmm. But because it wasn't advancing like they were walking, it doesn't really make sense that they were doing
0: it. Why would you take 90 pictures like that?
1: Well... He also says it's unlikely they were trying to alert rescuers to their location as they were in dense foliage cover and wouldn't have been able to be spotted. Mm -hmm. He believes if this was their intention, they would have moved out into a more open space. To answer your question as to why you might do this, Reese points out that some of the pictures are sharp and clear, like the person taking them was deliberately trying to convey something. They capture a location? A dozen or so of the pictures show a close-up of some sticks and orange plastic that appear to be deliberately set up on a boulder, tree formations, and individually identifiable plants. After the sequence of pictures, the shooter's position changes a bit and repeats the same sequence of photos. So yes, like she was trying to, she knew this camera was going to be found and was trying to... Basically, signal a location, play out a story as to what had happened so they could give some answers to their family. I imagine. Wow. I know there was also why wouldn't you just open your iPhone and write a note? That was a lot of people were question question about that because that was for the people that think that they were abducted. One of the reasons people point to the fact that they don't think they were is that there was never a message Like that sent on their phone, which if someone knows that they're in a situation where they're definitely not going to make it out, that's very common for them to like leave a message like that.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're saying, sorry, the phrasing got me confused. So you're saying the people that think that the girls just died in the job, that the girls were abducted, they point to the lack of a goodbye letter as evidence that they were suddenly abducted.
1: Yes, because they think if they were suddenly abducted, you would have no time to do that. Well, no, they think that they would have. Known they weren't going to make it out.
0: Well, well, what if you're just in the middle of the lost jungle and you're like, well, we're going to probably die right in the spot.
1: Maybe they had then lost, lost a battery to... by then. Yeah, I think they were holding out hope and conserving their battery so much to just turn it on to check for the signal that they didn't leave it on long enough to like do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then probably once they realized they weren't going to make it out, they didn't have battery anymore. Wow. That's my theory. There was also a picture of what appears to be sos spelled out with toilet paper on a large rock a rusty mirror had been placed in the middle presumably to alert helicopters to their whereabouts this is probably all shit they just found yeah because as i've learned from bear grills the guy that goes out in the wilderness yeah no matter how remote the place is some human has left trash there. <laughs> so, so even in the remote Panamanian jungle, someone left a mirror and some toilet paper for someone else to find, which I guess if it had helped them out, it would have been worth it. Yeah. Most alarming was a close-up picture of Chris's temple. It oh, yeah. shows her hair matted with blood. Wilderness survival expert Carl Wheel believes that at this point, Chris was probably already dead. And the threat of her friend's body being swept away downstream by the heavy rains prompted Lisanne to take these pictures as documentation of what happened and to show where she had left Chris's body.
0: Why wouldn't you just take a picture of the body?
1: I wondered that too. I wondered maybe because she thought if the family did eventually get a hold of it, it would be too upsetting for them. That's stupid. So she was just trying to convey... She fell, she hurt her head, this is what's happened. But yeah, I thought that was bizarre too. That The only thing I could rationalize is that they wouldn't want to see their daughter How do they know that Lisanne a- was taking the photos? They assume. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She was not in any of these photos. Again, that's also kind of bizarre. What if she's disappeared? Why wouldn't you just turn that camera around and snap a picture of Selfie. yourself? Well, say Chris's head's hit,
0: right? She's the one that had the bloody head. Yeah. And Lisanne is already dead. Then what is this, a third party mashing a button and not knowing how a camera works? Yeah. Who knows?
1: Yeah. No one does. Wheel also says that when the dark photos are enhanced, he can make out what he believes to be a monkey bridge in the back. These notoriously dangerous rope bridges are used by the Nagobi to travel across treacherous ravines. In the foreground of this photo is a makeshift marker with a branch pointing across the cables and another branch downstream. So what I think is she was trying to convey with these pictures that Chris had tried to go across the monkey bridge to get to the other side of this ravine so they could continue going out, fell 60 feet into this ravine, died, and now Lissanne was just trying to hang on how'd she get a zoomed in picture of her
0: head if she fell 60 feet I don't know well it sounds like your theory has some holes in it
1: <laughs> per- yeah maybe she was down at the bottom with her but then how would they have a picture of a bridge after the head picture I don't know yeah these are all good questions and one of the sorry pictures- I didn't interrogate
0: you so no. aggressively but I'm like <laughs> you were wrong
1: in one of the pictures, it appears it was taken looking down into a 60-foot ravine.
0: But the body is up with her.
1: Yeah, this is what's confusing. Wheel believes, at the very bottom, a body can be seen laying on the ground in a prone position. Other investigators also agree that they see this body there. However, it's just too dark, and they can't enhance it enough to be sure.
0: Put that to criminal so, lines,
1: man. So maybe... Maybe she takes the picture where she's injured and then shoves her
0: body over the ravine or
1: it gets washed away by the water, which is what he thought was going to happen. And why what probably prompted her to start taking these pictures is because it starts to flood. This, yeah, it's the huge downpour comes. It's the rainy season and it just starts washing her body away. Yeah, and she knows it, that it's never going to be seen again. Yeah, perhaps that's the case. Maybe we'd know more if it wasn't for the dumbass police that really shit the bed on this case. <laughs> well, the discovery of the backpack and the bones was a huge breakthrough. Wait, wait, case. wait, wait, wait.
0: I'm sorry. You just said that it was a downpour, a mm-hmm. torrential downpour, and they find this backpack with the cell phone and keys mm-hmm. and shit that's dry mm-hmm. in the backpack. Exactly.
1: I don't have the answers, Heather. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just looking to... <laughs> at you so accusatorily. I'm like, I was not there. <laughs> While the discovery of the backpack and the bones was a huge breakthrough in the case, it unfortunately didn't help much due to poor policing by the Panamanian authorities.
0: Mishandling.
1: After this evidence was found, no search grid was made of the surrounding area no. in an attempt to find anything else that could provide some answers. In addition, no soil samples were taken from where the boot was found That's with not a foot in it to compare to evidence from the autopsy. No, it's definitely not helpful. The Dutch Forensic Institute discovered more than 30 unidentified fingerprints on the backpack. Come on! However, Panamanian investigators had made no print records related to the case, so these proved worthless. Despite all the police foul-ups, Dutch examiners stated that they believed Chris and Lisanne had been victims of a hiking accident. Given the rugged geographical features of the area, such an explanation would make sense. So the jungle's dense, it absorbs everything, preventing anyone from hearing you yell or scream for help. They said you can get
0: what's called forest madness. Mm-hmm. That you get so lost and disoriented that you start flipping shit on people. they said there was even a group of like really experienced hikers a few mm-hmm. years earlier that had gotten off course and they freaked out on each other so bad that the whole the crew split apart and then eventually parts of you know they were all found separately but it's a, it's so intense. This feeling of, like, terror, panic. It's like Mm -hmm. a massive anxiety attack mixed with, like, utter disorientation. That's everything I hate. (laughs) All at once. In one
1: situation. Yeah. They say that that happens in the suicide forest in Japan, too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's what causes that? Well, I think they go in there with the intention to do it, but... Well, there's a lot of rumors that there's paranormal things that happen in there, but also that it kind of fucks with your head even more than it probably already was before you went in there and can cause you to get a little more crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's like I said, just so disorienting that you you just lose it. You have no sense of where you are. You can't see up. I mean, you can see up, but you can't see like the sun or out to wherever you are, what they should have done. And what this wilderness guy says, their mistake was, is that it's really common for people to follow rivers down Mm -hmm. because they assume
0: they floated the ocean.
1: That's going to be the way out. But the reality is sometimes that's the worst way. And what they should have done is try to find the highest ground possible mm. to try and get cell reception. Oh. But he says he thinks that the girls realized that. But at that point, it was too little, too late. Yeah. And I mean, they, you can't
0: turn around and go back up. You couldn't up do after anything. You have gone that how far. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: There's also a constant offland wind which makes it difficult for dogs to pick up your scent. Also, Ugh. like we said, it rains like crazy. There's no phone reception. It's easy to fall, become injured, be unable to go for help, and you're easily disoriented and become lost. Oh, man. And they were saying, too, like, they they weren't packed for a long trip. No, they thought it was going to be a few hours. What I think happened is... Pick was, me animals. Chris was... <laughs> Chris was... Walking across one of these monkey bridges, fell, became injured. Lisanne tried to go get help and ended up becoming injured herself. Mm-hmm. Um, probably fell, broke, because they said when they found her foot, the metatarsals in it indicated that it was broken, and it, the only way it could have been broken like that was to take a fall from a high place. Mm-hmm. So she probably also fell, and it probably didn't kill her, but she's no longer able to leave on her own accord and either starves or just becomes so dehydrated that she
0: I don't want I don't want to say that I'm an expert forensic anthropologist because I've seen every episode of the television show Bones <laughs> but I will Okay uh, and in this case the bones I think indicate there was some sort of foul play for the following reasons There was no animal marks. There's Mm -hmm. not bites. There's not scratches. There's not fangs. There's not any indication that the bones were broken up over river rocks. Some people said the official government position was that they'd been dragged to death by the river. Mm -hmm. It's called La Culebra, which Mm -hmm. means the serpent, Mm because it's like a really aggressive river. But that doesn't show in the bones. And as Dr. Constance Brennan would tell us what is the temperance Brennan would say? <laughs> what do the bones say? Is that on bones? That's the TV show bones oh. based on Kathy Reichs, who was actually uh, interviewed for this. Case yes. Too. She served as an but expert on this case. The other thing is, is that the bodies were
1: decomposed far beyond how long they were out there. I read that that isn't uncommon in rainforest situations because the ecosystem, there's so many different types of, Temperatures that ha- I mean, during the day it's you know in the hundreds. It's very humid. At night it's like in the fifties. But also, the animals can take them to different areas within the jungle that have different temperatures and cause different but, decaying rates. And but things. there was
0: an expert on uh, microclimates and ecosystems in the region and how they can impact the effects of like burial and decay and things like that. And they said that in this case, the bleaching of the pelvis bone because they found one of the girls' mm-hmm. pelvises. That the bleaching of the pelvis bone is like, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't exist. Like it, that shouldn't be like that.
1: So what is their theory?
0: Some people say that the pattern of bleaching on the bones is similar to, and the ex- the extreme uh decay that happened in such a fast rate is indicative that the bodies were subjected to lie. Mm. So they were subjected to some kind of chemical agent that purposefully Accelerated, de- yeah, accelerated their decomposition,
1: like um, Jeffrey Dahmer did.
0: Yeah, lime, yeah. lie, things like that. Yeah, that would burn up the body.
1: Well, you're not the only one that thinks maybe an accident was not what caused this. Maybe it was something more sinister. Mm-hmm. The locals of Boquette don't buy that Chris and LaSanne were victims of a hiking accident. Why weren't more remains found, especially big bones? There are no animals in those forests that would eat a human skull. Yeah, where's the skull? So where are the skulls? So some theories as to what may have happened. Some locals and tour guides, including John Tornblom, a local guide with 10 years experience, believed that the last man that saw the girls alive is the prime suspect. The day before the girls went missing, they were seen talking to a local guide in town. He had offered them a full package tour to see the area, including a guided hike to the Continental Divide and an overnight stop at his ranch. For reasons unknown, the girls declined. It is believed that this man was the last to see them alive. He is also the first person to have discovered their remains. And has had some complaints. Mm -hmm. Other women had previously complained about this tour guide harassing them, and he was known to bathe in the hot springs with female tourists, which is against code. Rumors suggest that he allegedly orchestrated the girls' abduction to commit a sex crime deep in the forest. To cast even more suspicion, the remains and personal items of the women were found a couple of hours by foot from his property. Not surprisingly, he adamantly denied any wrongdoing when questioned by reporters. You think he could be a suspect?
0: He, yeah, he could be a suspect because he, you know, if they're going on a hike, they decline having him go with. I mean, just think about when a guy tells you you're sexy on the street and you ignore him, and it pisses mm. him off. I mean, no, no, the the fragile male psyche knows no <laughs> bounds. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe, and if especially if he's uh, gone from harassing women verbally to then getting nude in the springs with them mm-hmm. and, and who knows what else he may have done without being reported. Also,
1: it's kind of weird to offer them an overnight stay at his ranch.
0: That is very creepy. That's
1: very presumptuous and, and gross. out of line.
0: And, yes, yes. very gross. Uh, so... That would be a potential. They said that a lot of people in the area, I'm very obsessed with this lime theory, uh, <laughs> but like ranchers and coffee growers in the area have a, access to a thing called quicklime, which is used to break down the carcasses of animals. Oh. And so if he's a rancher who has to get rid of uh, carcasses mm-hmm. at any point. Or even
1: has rancher friends that yep. he would have or, access to. Yeah, or go
0: to the the rancher store Yeah, uh, that they said it's you know, fairly easy to, to obtain in this area just based on the farming habits. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the main reasons many believe that foul play is involved is that the girls would not have gone into the area they were found on their own accord. It's muddy. It's overgrown. They weren't dressed for it.
0: They weren't prepared for it. They weren't
1: prepared for it. Perhaps they decided to just be a little adventurous. And, you know, it wasn't the rainy season quite yet. So it would have been a nicer day to do that.
0: I just, I think they were, they were hiking and maybe that guy was following them or somebody was following them that would tell them to turn around and not, or to, to not turn around and go back down La Pianista, not right. go back the way they came to say, well, keep going because, you know, he's back there. You know, we can't, we can't turn back around and go back. And then they get, you know, part way down the continental divide side and it's trapped and there's roots and there's mud and they say, "Well, now we can't keep going." And then they the guy catches up to him.
1: Maybe so. I don't know. Sex trafficking is another theory.
0: And burning up bodies with limes is uh, limes lie and lime. Big difference. It's, it's very hard.
1: Uh, it's, <laughs> Although, do you know you can get lime burns? Yeah. Mel Gotts got a lime burn, our friend Mel Gotts. How'd she get it? Because they were at the beach in Galveston and she was drinking Coronas with lime and she got lime juice on her hand and and wiped it on her leg. And then the sun, and I saw it. I was like, what happened to you? And she's like, it's a lime burn. I didn't even know that was a thing. Damn. Yeah. I
0: know. Isn't it like where you do, oh, that's ice and salt
1: and all burning Yeah. Your hand.
0: No, the, the cartels use lye to burn up bodies that they come across. That's another
1: theory is cartel hitmen yeah. on, the, on the, the trail. Organ traffickers. And as you mentioned, pygmy cannibals, which I'm going to put at the bottom of the list. It's probably unlikely. <laughs> what may have happened. Unlikely. Well, I personally think it was a hiking accident gone wrong that it That is my theory. What are you going with?
0: I think that i I just think the way that if it was a hiking accident gone wrong, you'd find them You'd
1: find more pieces of them yeah, I mean, it's a big place. animals could have carried their bones, even the skulls to you know a place that hasn't been searched, a den, whatever the river could have washed it away. It is bizarre. Most bizarre, I think, is the backpack. Yeah. Being found dry. Yeah. That's, I don't really have a, an explanation for that, to be honest. Well, the
0: third party murderer took the backpack and when they found out that all the girls, they were talking about the girls went missing and everyone was freaking out, he panicked and went and planted it in that poor woman's rice paddy.
1: That is the theory. Why wouldn't he have taken all of the items in the backpack, though? There was were dollars in it? cash Because passport their phones.
0: All, I would say, said for the cash, really, all of that stuff could have been traced back to the girls easily. So if, for some reason, the police were not complete buffoons right. and came and searched your house or ranch ranch murderer guy (laughs) and came and searched your ranch, then you're found with the lady's passport or her phone or her camera or her bra Mm -hmm. that they could trace that was theirs, then yeah, you would want to get rid of it and go and ditch it by the river and be like, well, it must have been
1: found. Who knows? So what do you think the explanation for these photo, the 90 photos in the middle of the night are.
0: I bet they were followed and they heard the crunch crunch of someone coming and they were trying to see in the night.
1: So you do think it was used as a light source. But
0: not to, to walk down the trail. To see
1: what was them. I think, them?
0: yeah. And maybe one of the girls was sitting, Lisanne was sitting, and Chris was either up walking around and he whacked her in the head and she's turned, you know, because the picture's kind of like close up of her
1: mm-hmm. head wound. Yeah.
0: And if her friends walking back to her
1: and gets struck on the head by a, a murderer even though it's pouring down rain you think someone would have tried to get him followed them out there he's a psycho Christy. <laughs> he can't be stopped <laughs> he would have been think about the out other in the jungle people in the pouring rain though
0: that have been killed in the jungle in the pouring rain or that have been killed in the jungle
1: so you're going on record as saying you think it was foul play i think so what was any specific motivation? Sex trafficking, organ organ trafficking, or just, just a violent pervert. Just a violent pervert? Definitely. I'm going on record as saying it was a hiking accident gone terribly wrong. As usual, I uh You think it you... I'm, I'm the well, I don't want to say naysayer in this case, but, but the one that assumes that it was the oh, least violent. Uh, the le- Let's just
0: say the least imaginative. Okay. We could say the, the least most The boring
1: answer. The boring ra- uh, answer that's probably the most likely. Well, well, well.
0: <laughs> feel good about yourself then. Well,
1: no, I don't feel good about any of this. Because no, it's so it's sad. So, it's, it's so sad. And it's the senseless. family still doesn't have... I mean, you can have all these, in any case like this, have all this evidence that maybe points to one thing or another, but the reality is no one knows what happened and so this family senseless. will never. Yeah. And this family will never know. And that leads to just no, no closure. And it's just, again, these things like this keep me up at night because this was just a normal day. They were just going for so like a, a fun time. hike. Yeah. I mean, I bet I'm most of the time you don't realize it's going to be your last day. And you know, I mean, there are times when you do, but... Not always. This is... They just suffered for... At least one of them did for at least
0: a week. Multiple days, yeah. Just, like you said, like having a little bit of hope and having it dashed and then some sort of violent end, whether it was like foul play or just the mother nature, which is the cruelest beast of them all (laughs) it's very true willing to sweep you down a mountain again i've
1: said i would rather go up against a person than mother nature because you can't out trick mother nature nope she'll take you out no and there's if you have a broken foot and you're at the bottom of a 60-foot ravine at some point you realize i'm not making it out of this just shut
0: your eyes and let god take Uh, you is that what you do i don't know I mean, and, and that's what I do in a fire drill at work. I just, I just, everyone else runs for the stairs. I just you fetal position, count to 10 and let, wait for the flames <laughs> to take me.
1: Well, they, all the experts that were interviewed for this case said that she fought till the very end, regardless yeah. of what happened, that most would have just curled up into a ball and not have tried to go back across the, the ropes or the rivers or anything because it's just so dangerous. And she didn't give up.
0: Yeah, they, well, especially, you know, like you said, if it, their friend was injured, it was like, I have yeah. to go and find somebody to help you. Yeah,
1: I think that would be me. I think I would fight to the very end. Absolutely. you want to hold on hope that you're somehow going to make it out.
0: I would fight to the very end, not because of hope, but due to my <laughs> very stubborn insistence that I get exactly what I want when I want it. Exactly. And I don't want to die in this stupid jungle. And therefore, I will not. But then, you know, Mother Nature's like, oh, cool. Well, here's a flood.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please enjoy this flash flood. <sighs> Well, regardless of what happened, it's a very sad story, very fascinating story. We'll post the pictures on our Instagram to give you some context of how eerie and creepy those nighttime photos are.
0: Yeah, that's wild. They're really, they're, yeah, it's, it's either somebody documenting where they're at or t- trying wildly to, to convey get some light or convey family. something. Yeah, Ugh. it's, it's crazy. It
1: is, it is. <sighs>
0: What shout-outs do we have? Any shout-outs? Oh, my gosh. Lots of shout-outs. Ooh. Who you I got? Always, I always want to shout-out Marla Fox. You love Wilson. shouting out well, she always listens. And she, she does.
1: L- and I believe she's coming to the live show. I she's RSVP'd. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's coming to the live
0: show. She live-texts t- me because she doesn't have Twitter, so she live-texts me while she listens to the oh, show that's on Wednesday. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and uh, Elise Castillo wrote on our uh, Instagram page, so it's just... Or Elise blank. She said that... <laughs> she said, you're right. It's very confusing. Because she's married. But her, she left her maiden name on her social media.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people
0: do that. And She doesn't uh, want to be found? I guess not. Well, now we've blasted her, so she knows.
1: <laughs> now we Shannon her. Shannon Young
0: sent us a message on our yes, page, which so is nice. really nice. Thanks for listening. And, and
1: for... as did someone on Twitter that found you on Austin Aust- and... Yes, Trace Podcast. Yes. Yep,
0: yep. Both, I think it's called Both Eyes Closed is their name. They're asking us to do some real cool internet conspiracies that I'm very into. is
1: <laughs> very into it. Uh, so we will have that to will, check that those That will out. happen because we haven't done a good conspiracy one. And shout out to yeah. Matt in
0: Australia who sent us another great idea for a, a serial yes. killer that I want to do. So, yeah, that'd be a for great.
1: Those. One. Speaking of all these shout outs, you can find us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and on Facebook at Sinisterhood. You, Heather, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Instagram at Heather versus the world or on Twitter at MCK versus the world christy i
1: am on instagram at christy m wallace and twitter at christy or gtfo all right as always the devil rules the airwaves keep it creepy sinister food